It is the Anum 365. All hits, all gems. No misses. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for for listening. I really do appreciate it. I, I always want to make it very clear that I appreciate every single every single listen, whether a podcast gets uh, five listens, one listen, two listens. Uh, that for me, that's just amazing because I feel, like I've said, I feel like every conversation is like you're leaving an imprint on someone and you're allowing me to imprint on you. So I, I really, really do appreciate every single listen. So this podcast is going to go on a bit of a break. So, you know, the as, as, as the longtime listeners know, um, initially it was to record every single day, which I did pretty well for about 100 episodes. And then things happened, life happened. And then now we've switched it up. We're recording every two days. So this week I haven't recorded every two days. I record, I dropped on Tuesday and this is being recorded and released on Saturday. So obviously haven't released since then. Reason being mental health has been in shambles. I have been struggling like, and, and I did mention it on, 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 on one podcast where um, I think it's called Carl Confessions. I think that was me really in, in the depth of depression, like very getting a bit suicidal, but that's very normal for me. And that's 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 how we operate in, in this thing. So uh, a lot better now, obviously. And it's funny because I can only talk about these things when I'm in a much better space, but I'm going to take a bit of a break. Um, number one, uh, help myself figure things out. Um, give me some breathing room because I am a bit addicted to working so I overextend myself working a full-time job um, running the business and then also the podcast and then also with the baby so I am doing too much so anyway podcast is going to go on a bit of a a hiatus right Um, yeah because I think it is important to put your mental health first and let me tell you something now. You don't owe the internet anything. <laughs> you do I not owe that. the internet anything. <laughs> and that voice you heard is today's dope guest. So today, <laughs> so today, <laughs> so today I'm that. I'm with the homie Tlami. Uh, Tlami, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited. I'm, I'm good. How you, are you? Yo, I'm I'm right now. I'm I'm awesome. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm I'm good. Um, so can I just say your energy does seem a little like we were talking offline, but like it does seem a little bit less. And now that you've given this explanation about what you've been going through, it makes a lot more sense because this is not the coolie that I'm used to being around. You know? Yeah, yeah. It'd be like that sometimes, and that's what we said. You know? Yeah, it'd be and, like that. And I think you're also someone that's very very bubbly very energetic like when you know Tlami is coming through you know energy is coming so, yeah <laughs> so, so, I feel you yeah yeah and then and then what, what I found very interesting about about that is that we also then had a obviously a private conversation um like a few months ago where you spoke about like the mental health challenges that that you've also gone through and what you try to do to manage that but before we get to that I want to know who's Tlami. Where did you grow up? Like all of those sorts of things, you know. Who are you? Uh, you know, Tlami is just Tlami. She had a very normal upbringing. Grew up in Hot Port Dam. Um, shipped off to boarding school at Pretoria High School for Girls. And then went to Tux subsequently mm-hmm. after. And started working in Johannesburg. So very... Tlami is a, as you said, bubbly person. Yeah. Always got the hub. Always. <laughs> I'm always your connect with that. Just call your girl. <laughs> call me. I'm your connect. Yeah. That's me. That's me. There's not not a lot to know about me except that you know I'm just that girl. Yeah. Um. So you and I used to be used to be colleagues uh, at a at a particular law firm. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I try to avoid saying saying uh, employers' names on this podcast because you know how how these Twitter streets can be. <laughs> so yeah, we don't want to be getting hit up with documents and getting served. Yes. <laughs> so then, um, tell me, um, why did you go into law? Um, honestly, it was never a, really a dream of mine. 
I think also when you grow up in a brown household, you only have five career prospects, which is law, being a doctor, engineering, accounting, and I think I'm missing something, maybe actual scientists. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wasn't really good at maths and science. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Not a lot of 16 year olds do know what they want to do with the rest of their lives. Mm. So I was kind of like pushed into law and yeah. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you because I, 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 I was in a very similar position in the sense that I mean I just didn't I was actually going to my, my plan was to coach in, in, when I was in high school my plan was I was going to coach like soccer sports. yeah sports oh, cool. so then I told my parents I don't need to go to university because I mean I, you don't need you don't need university to coach and then they're like um Chief, let's not talk. A brand household. <laughs> not a brown mm. <laughs> no. they, they said no, Chief. That's not how it works. We, but mm. um, we'll, we'll, then they suggested they, they maybe do all those aptitude tests and whatever. And then eventually they pushed me into law and they said they would support my coaching, but I have to do it kind of like a side hustle. Which is, in hindsight, it was it was actually the right it was the right idea. I, I agree. I, I, I have something. Yes, and. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. And and now I've stopped coaching, and now I've got the freedom to go back to 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 law, you know. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So tell me, um, mental health. Do you think that the stigma around mental health has decreased recently? I, I I'm asking this because I feel like a lot more people are talking about it you know so i don't know what do you think i absolutely not i, I agree mm. with you in the sense that a lot more people are speaking about it but just because we're talking about it doesn't mean the stigma has gone away mm. um because i think people are more aware and have started to really actually realize that mental health is a real thing and that people who suffer from depression or whatever other um disorder you may have like it's not just some figment of our imagination it's real but they still yeah a stigma about it like the fact that like we have so few spaces to talk about them because when we do talk about these things there's always kind of this fear of like what if this person finds out that i struggle with this disorder and like i know that i i'm not very extremely open about it myself only because i'm so scared of like what are people going to think about me mm. after they found out how they're going to treat me is this going to follow me like to my other career prospects because i know people who have been discriminated against based on their mental health so discriminated in what sense discriminated in what sense like you can it's it's so difficult to prove but like it's it's like you can see a person physically change when you say i suffer from depression they don't mm-hmm. need to say anything but like their attitude their like the way that they treat you afterwards it's like i know someone who once they open up about that at work you know they started getting less responsibility less work and mm. she obviously can't prove that it's because i told you this about me but like mm. we know that we know all of a sudden i was being treated like i was fine when i tell you hey this is just i'm dealing with depression all of a sudden you think that i can't handle anything i can't do anything and it's very difficult mm. to go to hr and be like hey yeah. this person's discriminating against me because yeah. what evidence do you really have yeah it's just like the like covert um what's it mm. micro microaggressions and 100 uh, percent it's so it's so tough so then i mean do you i i i'm maybe i'm struggling to articulate this um because i think particularly when i'm depressed and i'm going through like like there's different levels of depression sometimes it's just like whatever but sometimes it's like really really bad depressive episodes and then um i can't get out of bed you know and then yeah very difficult to get anything done so do you think that do you think that that um those microaggressions that you're speaking about could be because they fear that that i've just described like you'll you'll be less productive. I mean, you it's you know you're allowed to feel what you feel, but you need to discuss it if it involves me. That's mm. how I feel. So you can't unilaterally decide this is how Tammy deserves or Nguli deserves to be treated just because 
you know that some people experience these symptoms but you don't know my depression depression is a one size fits all even yeah. with all these disorders there are common symptoms but people do like you said there's different levels of depression you don't know yeah. which level i'm at or what symptoms i'm like if you have an issue just talk to me mm. you know like you can't just make a unilateral decision when it's like a two way relationship you can't do that yeah and especially so, if you've made yourself I don't think it does vulnerable that. especially if you've made yourself vulnerable enough to to tell them that exactly then, mm. so so tell me what 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 mental that's, that's so that's such a good point so, so so tell me what mental health like issues do you do you suffer from if you don't mind me asking on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> all the haters can know <laughs> anyway um so i was only recently diagnosed with uh bipolar mm-hmm. in the end of 2019 um so yeah with bipolar it just it's the usual it's it's very like the up and down so you have severe depression and again with depression it has its levels sometimes you can be completely functional sometimes you can be like you said can't get out of bed can't do anything can't do the simplest of things where you're borderline suicidal I, I totally relate to that yeah or you are on the extreme end where you are completely manic and so that mania is just you are so happy and mm. energetic but like the problem with mania is when it gets extreme so i've experienced levels of mania where like you you kind of get like almost a god complex because okay Kanye West <laughs> I get Kanye people need to leave Ye alone that's my boy yeah, yeah. Kanye that's my boy <laughs> <laughs> He's wild, like, but anyway, that's a serious so, discussion. Yeah, he's he's wild, but I mean, on, but, on his album, yay, it says, um, "I, I, what? I hate being bipolar. It's awesome, it's or awesome. I love, or something like that." I, no, it's exactly that. I actually yeah. have that picture on my phone because I love that quote because that's exactly what bipolar is. Mm. Like, so I'm like, I get people like that. Why Kanye is so full of himself? Because he's probably going through a manic episode. You, you literally think that you are higher. than other human beings like when i've been like severely manic there've been times where i'm just like like when i see people i'm like you're nothing like i yeah. am yeah i'm a god i am yeah. a god you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah i get you so yeah. i mean so, so i mean is does does that ever become a problem and because i think i i i don't i'm not diagnosing myself but I go through periods where I definitely feel like a god. I feel like nothing can touch me and I, and I just look at it as self-confidence, you know. I, okay, wait. So have you formally been given a diagnosis or do you just it's, deal with it's, that depression? It's, it's depression and anxiety. Depression and anxiety. Oh. Yeah. Two besties. Yeah. Um that's a tricky one because I I get you there's like a thin line between just believing in yourself mm. and having a severe manic episode mm. um i'm, I'm asking because now i'm yeah you're not i know no 100% you're not a psychiatrist i'm also asking because yeah. now i'm st- i'm starting to worry about myself i'm like ah, maybe that <laughs> comes to the dark side it's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's bad so, so, yeah so what do you think it's cuz thing is it's it's so difficult with mania because you never know that you're manic until you're depressed does that make sense because it's very mm. Mania and depression it works like this. Mm. And sometimes you have like normal stable periods in between, yes. but I will always know that I'm out of a manic episode because the higher I go, the lower I sink. So it's really it, it's difficult mm. because sometimes I also feel like I'm just I'm just arrogant, you yeah, know, because yeah. especially if we're going into profession that we have but that we have been into Mm. You have to have a certain le- level of self-confidence right you off the bat. To. You have lots, to. Lots of narcissists. And I mm. feel like we need to talk about this, have this conversation maybe one day about just law and attracting people who have mental illnesses mm. or maybe law encouraging or making mm. it worse, but that's I guess that's a I think discussion. particularly if you if you're in in corporate. I mean, corporate law is is I think is 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 built on egos and uh, it probably attracts that narcissistic type personality. Yeah. you have to it's part of yeah, the game i'm not going to mm. trust a lawyer who doesn't believe in themselves if you have oh, no self esteem like <laughs> now you're handling my case and i'm paying you no 
<laughs> no, I, I agree 100%. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, sorry, I don't know if I answered your question properly. Um, I think I think you did. I think you you, you answered it in, in in the best way someone who I guess isn't a psychologist or psychiatrist could, mm. you know. And and I think yeah, it's confusing maybe. It is. But yeah, but I think but I think the way you describe it that if you know you've got that high high, the low is so does the low come like right after the high like for me. So, for me yeah, 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 I'm, I'm trying to understand it better. Oh, okay. Okay, so do you, yeah. so do you see? Okay, first of all, so yesterday I was having a, a conversation with another friend of mine, and turns out she, because she just recently started doing the therapy, right? So then it turns out that she doesn't know the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist, right? And yeah. and no one really explained that to her, and also for me no one really explained it to me i just figured it out when i'd been admitted to a guess so then now i'm seeing a psychiatrist who's 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 giving me pills and then i'm seeing a psychologist who's not talking to me about whatever so so do you see a psychologist psychologist and or a uh, psychiatrist i should i mean in the past i definitely did Mm. not anymore because when COVID started just me i just i didn't want to leave the house and just i was like i'll just deal with it on my own but before mm. COVID, i definitely did see a therapist mm. once a week mm. um and then my psychiatrist i saw every like like once a month just so she can check and make sure that my medication was working fine exactly um so yeah I, 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 for, for me it was the same yeah no it's a, it's an important combo i was the same because i didn't mm. i think also like because of covid i didn't feel like because my, my psychologist offered um zoom sessions and i'm like i don't want to do this really zoom. yeah that's like, dope you're, you're still why not no we've spoken in a minute oh, i think wow. that's a, like why wouldn't you want to do it over zoom um do you need that face to action yeah you're breaking up a bit there but i think i heard you um yeah i i, I really need the oh. the the physical thing you know i don't know it's yeah and i think also leaving and going to that space specifically for that purpose i think it kind of gets my mind into the into the right space but then because i went through a really bad period oh, I, hear you. I, I saw her again and then um yeah so back at this so so tell me um so are you on your pills are you on pills right now (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna expose myself um i'm not Uh even though i should be yeah um why yeah i just oh fuck it's such a silly reason but i just i just didn't want to do it anymore i just the thought of being I mean, I'm only 25 and just the thought of being on chronic medication for the rest of my life. And like, thing is the type of medication I'm on, like you have to live a certain lifestyle. Um, and I, and like, that means like getting enough sleep and just making sure that you manage your own stress. And maybe it's like toxic or digressive of me, but I just was just like, I'm not ready to make that adjustment yet. So I, I kind of was just like, I stopped. And I was like, I also felt like, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, like, for me, I also hate the fact that I have, that I'm on chronic medication. Mm. And and then it's, there's also this thing of, um, I don't know what it's called. It's like medication fatigue. Where you're just tired of that's why for example yeah that's why that's what that's why people for example um people who uh catch tb um there's there's this big emphasis on you have to continue taking your medication because people mm. get tired of there's this fatigue of always having to take medication and even though tb is for like a few months oh that's a good one yeah mm. so you, you just get tired of it now imagine <laughs> in our situation where we've we've kind of accepted this is pretty much going to be a lifelong a lifelong thing and it sucks because i mean also they're not cheap you know so you know it's like <laughs> like it's so pricey yeah i i tried to get off mine like one day i just stopped 
um and then because i think my repeats had finished i was just like ah i'm feeling good let me not and then i was offered and then well that's something you shouldn't do because the withdrawal symptoms started kicking my ass about three days later like i um i had headaches uh i could barely see headaches are the worst yeah it was like it's like I was about to pass out at any moment. And then that's another thing that makes me not want to take medication because you're like, my body has become so dependent on this thing. So true. Mm. That's such a good point. I didn't even think of it that way. The dependency part. Yeah. Well, I did say that to my psychologist because also I told her like, dude, I hate this, that I have to forever take this. And she's like, look, dude, you just need to understand that it's not it's not a bad thing it's just that this is what your body needs and your body your body needs certain chemicals for your body to be okay and right now this is what you need it could change in the in the future but don't think of it as a dependency think of it as without it you would still need it because you would still be getting depressed so it's already there's already some sort of dependency needed from your body i see you're thinking very hard about what i just said because you want to yeah. disagree? No, she, re- so she right? Your psychologist? Yeah, she, yeah she's she. she. I'm sorry, it's, just, it's a lot of information. She, she raised mm. a valid point. Like, she, she's actually rationally, I can't even really argue it because she's right. Like, there's an imbalance yeah. in both of our brains, which is why we have to take it. But I don't like what it does to the rest of my body. I'm mm. actually happier my body being as it is, me suffering with whatever my brain is doing as opposed to being on medication and it altering. It doesn't just alter like like the depression and the mania or whatever. It alters other stuff as well, you know? Like I get like more shakes. Sometimes mm. I struggle to speak. Mm. Um, and heaven Don't forbid, th- same thing. Yeah, yeah? yeah sorry, Can sorry, no continue, no continue. Saying heaven forbid you miss like one day. Like when I was working, I especially struggled with my medication because you have to get like at least seven hours of sleep. And if you don't get that amount of sleep, you're shaky. My vision gets impaired. I can't see. I'm dizzy. I'm nauseous. I can't concentrate. Like it's so difficult because to maintain that life. So Mm. especially in a profession where, I mean, you don't get a lot of sleep. No. And yeah. you work, you, you're constantly stressed, constantly yeah. stressed. And you're working so many, you're always performing. Your brain never switches off. So like, yeah. even when I do sleep, I don't get proper sleep. And I had to be put on sleeping tablets. And I don't know if you've ever taken sleeping tablets before. Um, I'm on a bunch of sleeping tablets right now. Like they knock you out and you don't, you don't feel like well in the morning when you wake up, you still feel tired. I don't know about you, yeah, but my no, medication, when I, I, I don't, I sleep, but like when I wake up, I'm exhausted. And then that messes me up during the day as well. It's just, there's just so many side effects that I was just like, I'm just... Do, do you think just, maybe your, like, have they tried switching up your medication? Because you, you know, with these things, it's not like they take uh, blood samples and then they just, they just yeah. listen to us and then they just give us medication and then keep on checking up on us. So do you think maybe they haven't gotten the the perfect balance of the medication for you i think it was just unfortunate that COVID happened because Mm. we started you know figuring it out but it was just it was really difficult because it worked excellently when i was at akiso because you know okay let me not say excellently but like my time everything was managed but then when i started working it's so difficult to predict my days i don't have a stability of a nine to five well i Mm. didn't have that so Mm. Now I haven't gone back in a minute, so, and I stopped taking them, so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, I relate, so I can't even judge you, because, I mean, I've done the same. I mean, I literally went a year without going to a, to my psychologist and only going to the psychiatrist so that he could give me the same pills, so just, just so that I didn't start getting the headaches and, and all of yeah, that. The headaches are the worst. Yeah, man, it, it really sucks. And the thing is, the, I think the other annoying thing is, like, like you bring up, is that the side effects. Obviously, we're on different medication now, but because, but I think also because before we didn't realize that I also had an anxiety problem. We thought it was just depression, right? So then, mm-hmm. then they've also put me on 
anxiety medication which helps a lot like you still feel anxious in the right situations like you, you should feel anxious if like you're appearing in court i mean that's that's normal that's good anxiety yeah. or you're speaking in front of a group but you shouldn't just feel anxious just like the, the as soon as you wake up like this headache of anxiety and all of that yep. so so that so that's what they've put me on and one and i with what i noticed with like before is that and the reason why I'm on sleeping tablets is because my antidepressants made it difficult for me to sleep at night and then when I could finally fall asleep oh, no. I just had nightmares throughout like I I would have like these like you know like nightmares on a like you're like okay that was probably the worst nightmare I've ever had every day <laughs> So then they had to put me on another medication to kind of kind of act that and help oh, me no. help, help me fall asleep. So so I mean like right now um you know yeah. when Kanye when when Kanye says seven pill nights who know what that feels like yeah I'm on like seven pills at night and then maybe five in the morning. That's the only way to, <laughs> that's the only really? way to, mm, mm, that's the only way for me to function. That's and then crazy. It's a lot. It's it's ridiculous and that's a lot. and 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 also, that's why I asked you about the fatigue thing, because also just looking at these five pills that I take in the morning is tiring and just be like, oh, fuck. Like you have to, to take, take them again. Again? Yeah, but then also what I've done is, it, it could actually be seven that I take in the morning also, because what I've done is because I'm just worried about my general health. So I've like thrown in a bunch of um, vitamins just to mm-hmm. you know, try and keep the body strong and and all of that but yeah man we're on, we're on a lot of pills right now it's, n- it's not the nicest thing but yeah oh another question i have for you Does, mm. did your did your psychiatrist explain your medication to you like properly like in terms of the side effects yeah. and she she explained what they were supposed to do what they were supposed to target she explained only like side effects, only if it was like dangerous stuff. So she, I think my lamictin, I think it was lamictin that I could get like a severe life endangering rash. Mm. Um, but only like three percent of those who take it get that rash. So like that's the only side effect she really explained. But other than that, she was quite thorough in explaining like what it's supposed to do, what you're supposed to experience, and how long it takes. Uh-huh. And my psychiatrist, she's she's bomb. Bomb. No, she, is, she is bomb because 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 actually my psychiatrist doesn't really explain <laughs> and also um, so it just gives you the pills like no like so he'll be like so i'll tell him how i'm feeling and then he'll, so first of all like he'll he first prescribed me stuff and then he said okay mm-hmm. come back next next week and then he'll be like okay so how are you feeling now I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling like this, like this, like this. I'm still feeling depressed, but okay, I'm gonna now put this up and take out this and put in that. So, so I I know broadly, like I know that this pill is for depression. I know th- this one here is for anxiety, and this one there is for sleeping. But then I don't, I don't, I don't really understand them. And the reason I'm asking you that is because also I was talking to a friend yesterday who also is like, her psychiatrist just gives her pills, doesn't really explain to her what the pills are for. And I'm like, uh-huh. mine is the same. I, I, I had to no. I had to Google I had to Google mine so that I could understand. No, Tony no. Yes, I'm Google t- yourself. Because <laughs> I had to know what I'm, I'm taking. Scandalized. <laughs> I had to know what I'm taking, isn't it? So I mean, you know, it is what it is. But like No, it's not. It's it's bad. Like they should tell you because thing is like they're piling on more because it's a big deal taking in stuff into your body that's gonna mess up your brain chemicals. You should at least mm. know like what is, just because you're a doctor doesn't mean I don't deserve to know what's going on in my body. You know what I'm saying? I know you yeah. know best, but like I'm the one swallowing these pills every single mm. day. Yeah. And in fact, seven, no, Goody, I can't, I'm <laughs> shook, I'm shook, I would never. I would I'm, never. I'm, the thing is, I'm, I'm I'm happy with it because I'm a lot better. Like, literally, because you said this is gonna help get help uh, get rid of the suicidal thoughts, and it did. So I'm like, good, this guy, and and I've been going to him for more than a year now. It's like two years. So I I I, I, I trust him. So yeah, it's like he and and he's he's like he's very well respected, and he's like one of the top people. So he knows what he's doing. But yeah, okay. but he's always busy. That's an, another another thing. He's always distracted. <laughs> so when I go into his office, like I think he's one of those people that's so clever 
that the mind struggles to stop on one thing at, at a single time. So, yeah. I, I mean, that's also why it's good to also have a psychologist because that's her mind stops and we talk properly. But he'll be he'll be like on his phone because how do you feel? Oh, okay. On his on his tablet, busy writing down, I guess what we're saying. But it's like his mind is all over the show, and the only time his mind is purely focused on is like when I'm like, "Yo, dude." Um, so yesterday, I almost, you know, kind of, you know, I'm whispering this part because my mom's in the other room and I don't want her to hear me. But I'm like, "Yeah, dude, you know, I almost killed myself yesterday," and he's like, "Okay, okay, let's talk. Don't do that, man." <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, so, okay another question actually no i want you to explain something to me you said okay. something really really beautiful the one time we were we were out and you we were trying to convince someone else to go to therapy um I remember that that day at jb's corner i think it's jb's yeah. corner yeah. yeah you said something very you said something very beautiful about about healing um could you repeat that? Because I, I, I don't want to misquote you. I don't know if you still remember it. I don't remember it verbatim. No, but the, the, the principle um, of what you said. The principle is what I was saying is that, you know, with healing, you don't know when you're healed until you get to your end destination. So I didn't know that I started feeling better until like I was put into the same, like similar toxic situations, but I didn't react the way I used to react. Does that make sense? Mm. So I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm not giving you the same words as I was. The words on flow, the same thing. <laughs> <words. But laughs> that night. I think because also maybe maybe it was the wine that helped helped help the the the, yeah, the, the thoughts flow. No, but it was some. It's exactly what you said. But I, I I think what I found very deep about it. What because you're like you said, um, healing isn't a something like healing isn't a journey. You only realize once you're at the destination. Right? Yeah. And what I, found, what, I, what I found very interesting or very deep about that particular thing, and it's all always, always, always stuck with me, is that because we get, I think, the, the process, right? I think while we're in the process, we're, we're, we're wanting to be better. And sometimes we're not better while we're going through this process. And that frustrates us because we're like, the process isn't helping. but. You only realize that you're healed once you've actually reached the the destination where you're going to, and and I think, yeah, dude, that blew my mind. I don't know. My thing is also like you can't fixate on the process as well. I think that's one thing I struggle with. Why it took me so so long to see a therapist and even a psychiatrist is, I like tangible solutions. So if I am sick, I need to know that I need to take antibiotics three times a day for six weeks. And I know that's at a, the end of the six weeks, I'm better. That's exactly it, yes. So I, I struggle so much with therapy is that there's no like step-by-step like, process for me to get better, like to me to be completely healed from my past traumas. But basically you just, you just gotta keep on going and working on yourself. And then once you get there, you'll know. You'll know yeah. once you're there, but like don't, hyper like analyze i need to do this or i need to do that or i need to you don't need to do anything except treat yourself with kindness and forgive mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. that's that's, that, that's beautiful um tom do you do you ever lie to your psychologist and i'm asking you this because i know you do because <laughs> <laughs> you told me you do <laughs> so why us why us Cause I want you, I want you to expand. I want you to expand on it. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think we all do. Like, just sometimes, like, there's just some things that you just don't want them to know, and you don't. For me, sometimes I'm ashamed because I feel like I've stepped back. Like, for example, like when I started taking my medication, you're not supposed to drink, right? You are not mm. supposed to drink when you're on your medication. But yeah. I was so guzzling, and yeah. it had a it's a hard that's it's also alcohol is also a very i use it as a coping mechanism at some point and just because i started taking medication didn't mean doesn't mean that i stopped using that also as a coping mechanism and it obviously made my symptoms a hundred times worse Mm. right 
but it was to my psychiatrist i think that i didn't tell that i was drinking medication they and they're the ones that need to know i mean sorry drinking yeah. alcohol they're yeah. the ones that need to know and i didn't tell her i didn't because i was and so as afraid of disappointing her <laughs> I, i'm the ex- i am literally the, the exact same and on that on that exact same issue because i he, he was like we have just have you know one glass you know of wine here or there man have i not been finishing bottles perhaps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting but it's it's like i it's, i think it's because we know we're not supposed to but we still do it and i think that's maybe just yep. a, a part of being human I, i i had a psychologist on on the podcast also a couple of episodes ago uh, her name is uh, cassandra governor and she she says like psychologists also go to therapy and I asked her do you ever lie to your therapist and she was like look man we all <laughs> we all lie to our we psychologists all do. <laughs> it's it's, we it's, all it's, do. it's 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 very it's very normal but we shouldn't it's part of I the think. game but i feel like that's the safe that's that's supposed to be the safe space you know but just because it's a safe space doesn't mean that like i don't want to protect myself still You know, mm. like I understand that you'll never judge me, but I can't control how I'll feel because, like, it was the worst thing. Eventually, I had to admit about like you know the alcohol thing, and I felt like the worst human being ever. Like, and I know mm. they they don't ju- judge you, they don't pay to judge you, but still, like, yeah, you don't want to disappoint. And I don't want to look like I'm not making progress as I should, and now I feel like I'm wasting both of our time. You know. But I think when you when you, when you when you mess up and you yeah I get you I don't want to be judged that's why I, that's why I didn't tell my I just want I want to I want to I want to feel like we're 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 making progress together but I mean it I I had a question for you on based on that and I've just completely lost my train of thought but it's okay I it be it like happens. that it happens yeah what would you like to see differently in terms of What would you like to see differently in terms of like mental health in the workplace and like mental health stigma oh in generally? Well, with stigma in generally, I would love 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 for us to have conversations like this openly. Like I would love to be able to be like, "Hi, I'm depressed," and people to just get it, you know, and and not look at me funny or not ask me like a million questions or treat me like I am some fragile being i just i would love for everybody for everybody just accepted and accept me and just accept the fact that it's a real thing it's an illness but like i'm still the same person you know like mm-hmm. don't go treating me any differently yeah. or unless unless i do need to be treated differently but like that like justified discrimination you know i i get you you get what i'm saying yeah and in the workplace i would love to see more education coming from the employer side because i find that it's so easy for them to be like you know if you have mental illness we have all these policies in place but like we know that in real life rules don't really matter if they're not enforced you know um and also as an employer and your employee there's different like power dynamic between the two of us so mm. why would i now go to you my boss who, who has all the power all the p- power to discriminate against me if i do open about this and tell you about my mental illnesses i would love for them to create that welcoming space it's not enough for you to be like it's written in our hr thing train your people train your mm-hmm. employers and then the employers must approach the, the the their employees and be like hey can we have a discussion about this are you dealing with let me not say are you dealing with abcd i i don't want to get people to be forced to say things but just the initiative needs to come from them it has mm. to not for me who doesn't decide my paycheck or my employment at the end of the day you know what i'm saying mm. so i'd love to see them just educate themselves a lot more and just stand behind us mm. when we're saying this is what we're dealing with partly because of you <laughs> uh, yeah i mean they're also under the stresses so and yeah. then and then, and, and then how how do we rest how how important is rest and how do we rest because i think um not, if i'm not mistaken you're working from home or do oh, no, you I quit to... oh you quit i quit oh, i didn't even know that <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you are you able to say why on the podcast 
Um, you know what? I don't mind. It was also just part and parcel of mental health. I just mm. wanted to choose. I wanted to be happy. Like mm. it became a thing of when COVID nineteen started. Like my anxiety was crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy. It, it had been crazy before, but just I felt like I started sliding again. I went to a keto mm. in December. I got better in January, and then it, everything started happening again in the same events. And I was like, I, I can't go through this a second time now. I cannot. Mm. So I was just like, deuces. Oh wow, good for you. Time to go. Yeah. I'm 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 really glad to hear that because you were really like you were really really upset about about the way the whole mental health thing was being treated in the office and 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 how it was it was really like fucking with you. So I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm ecstatic to hear that. Um, do you have any plans for what you're gonna do next, or you're still trying to figure it out? I've been trying to get to Korea for the longest time, but you know. Home affairs my passport ex- yeah South Korea. Home affairs is closed and my passport expired, so I'm waiting for them to open so I can renew and then teach for a year there. I've always wanted to oh, be a teacher. That's dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so man, that actually just made me really happy. Like that that genuinely really? just me, Yeah, just genuinely just made me happy. And and I think Oh. sometimes people are afraid and, and justifiably for different reasons, right? But yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, you got to look after yourself. That's why this podcast is taking a break. Um, you know, oh, you know, actually for me, what's also the most difficult thing about resting, particularly, is that, especially with this podcast, is that I feel like I'm very close to a breakthrough, you know, um, in terms of the type of guests I have on it, like really, really mm-hmm. high profile. Um, my, the numbers are looking very nice in terms of my listenership. So then, mm. it's, it, 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 I think that also comes with its own pressure. You know, I mean, two days or two episodes ago, we had the one of the must I say top fifteen um, contestants on the podcast, and I was intending on having at least ten of them on on the podcast because yeah. I, I, I'm able to get to a lot of them. But then, I mean, I think that also is what my work addiction in, in that sense is that I always want to push, 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 push to the point where, you know, dude, I'm, I might crack. So anyway, yeah, that's, I'm just saying that's why I sometimes also struggle yeah. with, with resting. Eh? But it's so important. It is so important to bring yourself toward yourself, to just have that time to yourself where you're not giving any energy to anybody else but you. It is so important. Because yeah. literally... Resting is not just like physically falling asleep. It's also just having like a little bit of silence in your mind. Mm. And it's so difficult, especially when you have so many things going on. It's mm. hard to switch off because you feel responsible for this and for that. And like your work, your friends, your family, there's just so much going on, but it's so important that you just switch off. Because if you don't, we don't want to make any more trips to Aki, so we're good. Yeah, we're good. good. We're good. We've we've, we've and done I know our that's time. A very extreme. We've done our time. <laughs> I've got the bands. I've done it. I mean, I know like. <laughs> yeah, they give you like that orange green, and then you're yep. in whatever group. Yeah, we've been there. We've done that. We've been it. Mm. And I know Akiso is such an extreme example, but like, still, it's just so important to just be by yourself and just be at peace with yourself. Mm. You know, because at the end of the day, you may do all these things for other people, but. You are lying when you go to bed. It's with you, not with anybody mm. else. Mm. So you got to generate that time to also just be with yourself and just, just chill out. So yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I think just, we can wrap up now. But also, I think um, I wanted to tell you you must watch uh, BoJack Horseman. BoJack Horseman okay. is, is 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 a really really dope series, and, and I'm saying that because I'm I'm gonna name this episode. Um, the view from halfway down right and that's one of the that's one of the bojack horseman episodes like one of the final episodes and it's interesting because bojack horseman really really deals with um alcoholism depression um anxiety and and all of those things but like you said you you, you we, we did text about it and you said you're only you've only made it up to like episode two um i think the first season you have to like kind of soldier through it because 
they're still kind of like setting the scene of the different characters and it, it might seem a bit stupid or a bit boring or a bit slow but then once you get through the first season i think it's really 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 beautiful so yeah the view from halfway down is actually it's, it's actually in reference to to one of the characters that um commits suicide right and then he, there's a poem about that that don't look at me like that <laughs> so oh, that's then, hectic. That's hectic. No, it, is, it, it is but then it's like um the view from halfway down is that because he you know when you're like and when you're on the edge like of a building that you're going to jump off of and then it, there's a in the he's there's a poem where he speaks about being on the edge and then jumping and then speaking about the difference of being halfway so the view from halfway down and it's interesting because he actually changes his mind <laughs> but and and he was like we actually want to go back i want to go back so yeah i think view from halfway down just because i i want that is where i almost was i was almost at the view from halfway down so yeah that's i think that's a dope that's a dope okay i'll check it out yeah check it out it's a very nice series it's a very nice series yeah um, i think time so <laughs> what are you doing now me mm. i've been trying to now because like i took some time off to just kind of recuperate because mm. after i quit i realized that i was struggling with a lot of like anxiety issues a lot of self-confidence issues and i just kind of wanted to get maybe not the old me but just maybe find a new me that's happier with being me like so i don't i just wanted to find a place where i don't look at the past and i cringe and i'm like you know how when you get anxious and you look at the situation from a thousand angles and you're like why didn't you just why didn't you do that they were right about you you know what i'm saying so yeah, i'm trying yeah, to yeah. kind of change that self destruction because it's it's still there so currently now i finished my uh, teaching qualification my tefl So oh, I've been applying to teach online. So that's mm. since I'm stuck at home I might as well just do that. Mm. I'm in the okay. application phase if you know some people hala. <laughs> okay. I know I, I've got one friend who's who's stu- studying and not studying teaching English in, in South Korea now. Uh, actually yeah. had her had her on the podcast a few episodes ago. Oh cool. Yeah, you must check it uh I, I think I called I called that episode uh, views from Seoul. She's not actually in Seoul, but everyone knows Seoul is South yeah. Korea. So I just mm. used that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. dude, you know what? You know what's so weird, bro? Like people are so weird, and it's also that same thing as like not wanting to cringe. And I was gonna not discuss this on the podcast. I was probably gonna like tell you this after the podcast. Um, but I got the weirdest message. I got from an anonymous account, right? The the podcast listeners won't see it, but I'm going to I'm, I'm just going to show you here on, on the screen. Can you see yeah. like it's got it's can't see properly, but it's just like girls. They just hey, post like girls. Yeah. Yeah, they just post beautiful women like um babes or dumo, pearl to see. These are all celebrities. Um, yeah. and all of that, right? Now this random ass account with 51 posts, not following anyone I know, only has four followers randomly dms me why did you leave norton rose i'm like that 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 that, that is so weird <laughs> like i don't even know who you are that's a lot right that's a lot like so i'm like and for uh, you to name drop the company like also do this person do you know knows that about me, me? right and but if they, but you have that it, on your linkedin yes I have that I was not to know for three months. But it's so weird that they would like use this type of account to to message me, you know? It feels but, like they created a fake account just for that purpose. It feels like that, but they've got all of these weird other posts. So I'm thinking they didn't. Maybe they're just a weird person and then on top of that it found me. Yeah, it's weird as shit, but fuck them. I'm not going to respond. I, I, I was I was I was I was, was, was going to respond with I was going to troll them i was going to say um i'll tell you if you send me nudes no i'm just going to block them you know i decided yeah. not to i'm just going to block them but anyway shabby um if people want to follow you on social media where can they find you um @me.matseho on instagram and that's the only social media platform that i'm really active on okay i don't do twitter i think twitter is a toxic space it is um yeah 
no, so Instagram is like the only place that I can just interact because it's just a, it's safer and it's nicer. Twitter is just, it's a bit too much for me. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. Thank you for um, being vulnerable and helping people understand. Mm-hmm. I think another reason while I, while I wrap up, that another reason that I try to speak about mental health a lot and my issues and my struggles is that I know many people suffer in silence. So uh, I kind of hope sure. that by, by, by talking about it, it gives them the confidence to talk to someone, talk to me, because I'm always willing to listen and and I can relate to certain things. Obviously, I can't relate to maybe being bipolar as this very specific um, mm. thing, but I can relate to depression, anxiety, and, and all of those yeah. things. So I, I hope that when people listen to these podcasts, they say, hey, Nguli, if Nguli can talk about it, so can I. <laughs> so. Yeah. And also this is this is my form of therapy you know another form of i therapy. love that i love yeah. that anyway dope thank you very much once again for being on the podcast i Thanks appreciate so you it is the anim 365 all hits no misses i shall see you guys very very soon a poem original obviously it's called the view from halfway down <clears throat> The weak breeze whispers nothing. The water screams sublime. His feet shift, teeter-totter. Deep breath, stand back, it's time. Toes untouch the overpass. Soon he's waterbound. Eyes locked shut but peek to see. The view from halfway down. I'm not done, hold on. I'm not done. I'm not done. <clears throat> a little wind, a summer sun, a river rich and regal. A flood of fond endorphins brings a calm that knows no equal. You're flying now. You see things much more clear than from the ground. It's all okay. It would be. Were you not now halfway down? Thrash to break from gravity. What now could slow the drop? All I'd give for toast to touch the safety back at top. I changed my mind. I I changed my mind. I don't don't want to... It's okay. But this is it. The deed is done. Silence drowns the sound. Before I leaped, I should have seen the view from halfway down. No, I really should have thought about the view from halfway down. Find your peace, big guy. Find it. I wish I could have known about the view from halfway down. Oh.